It's so easy to feel lost in the world today, but it doesn't have to be this way. You can break through the noise of what everyone is telling you to do and lay your foundation for a life of success, purpose, and joy. I'm Caleb Price. As a fellow young adult and certified life coach, I'm sharing exactly how to do this, how to navigate the struggles of adulthood, and how to find yourself. Join me and become the modern young adult you've always wanted to be. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Modern Young Adult. I'm Caleb Price, and I'm so excited to get into episode 111. But before we hop in, how are you? How is it going? Wow, that was a weird way to say it. (laughs) It's just how's life? (laughs) I feel like with these questions, it's so easy um, in college or in our 20s when we're just super busy. And it's probably just also life in general um, when you're making small talk that you just say, oh, you know, life's good. And you just like kind of move on or you say like, oh, nothing much going on. It's just work, just school, just busy. Uh, You know, it's just life, even though if you look around, all our lives are so (laughs) different from each other and there's so much going on. And so I really want you to just acknowledge to yourself, how are you? And be honest. You can be honest with me. You can even respond to me in the car right now or wherever you're listening to this. No one's going to be listening. (laughs) And just honestly reflect how are you doing? And honestly, also reflect on how amazing your life is, the things that you are getting to do right now. Because I imagine there's some discouragement, there's some fear, there's some things that you wish were different, there's some sadness, there's some loneliness, and that is okay. Because your life can still also be amazing. So speaking of sadness and loneliness and frustration, um, I'm going to bring up dating. Dating is also something (laughs) that happens to be going on in my life, at least. I know it. Um, I'm going on dates. I'm still single. And that's something that I'm still working on. And I know for a lot of you out there who have graduated college or you're in your master's degree, you're in your job right now, you're about to graduate, or, you know, maybe you just want help with dating. But specifically to those of you who have graduated, I um, have created a resource called Dating After College, the Starter Kit, a video and a worksheet designed to help each and every one of you identify exactly what you feel like is not working. Because I think so many of us get frustrated or we think, oh, we should have been married by now. We did something wrong. Like, like ah, something's wrong with me or I'm never going to get the ideal relationship I want now. Like dating is just so much harder in the place that I've moved. And, and none of that is true. None of it is true. It's also not true that, you know, your mom keeps telling you you're picky or that like you feel like you just should settle on someone. Like none of that is true. And so this worksheet guides you through the the obstacles that your brain is throwing in your way and helps you become honest with yourself and see what is holding you back and gives you concrete steps of how to move forward and actually enjoy dating, probably even more after college. So get the worksheets. There's a link uh, in the description that you can go to, or um, you know, if you're on my email list, you should probably also get something like that. Additionally, I am holding what I call the Make Dating Work Masterclass, which is going to be on Thursday, April 20th at 6 p.m. Pacific time, which is all about making dating work for real in your life. Like if you're the kind of person listening right now that is just constantly frustrated with it or you just are feeling hopeless, you keep getting friend zoned or you feel like no one's asking you out on dates and you're just hopeless in it, even though you know deep down it's something that you want to work, it's, it's a, you know, a relationship is out there for you, you keep putting yourself out there and you keep hitting this brick wall and you're like, what am I doing with my life? 
You're in luck. I know I've been through all of this. This is what I coach people on all the time. And I want to share the three tips that I know to make dating actually work well in your life. So make time in your schedule, clear it up. Um, You can click on another link in the description that'll sign you up for that, where you will get all the updates and you will not miss a thing. And I promise this will change your dating life. So onto the regular scheduled programming of this podcast, we are talking about you, or rather yourself, emphasis on self. You can call it your self-image, you can call it your relationship with yourself, your consciousness, your soul, whatever you you want to describe it. Basically, an entity that is just describing you. It's fascinating because really as human beings, we are the only creatures capable of this, to be able to conceptualize ourself outside of ourself. Like think about how crazy it is to think about yourself because technically you like yourself is the one thinking about it. So you're thinking about yourself and you know, you can, it can be, you know, paradoxical. And that's why like philosophy, this is like one of the biggest questions in it. And today, um, you know, we're not going to be talking about how do we know this, whether it's inherent or not, all the philosophical um, implications of any of it. Really today, we're just going to be talking about why you should care about how you are treating yourself and looking at honestly, what is your relationship with yourself and how to make it even better? Because in my opinion, this is the only thing that really matters. Obviously, that's not the only thing that matters. There's so much that matters <laughs> in life. But deep down, you are always with you. And therefore, if you are experiencing life with yourself and you have a bad relationship with yourself, it affects everything. Like, let's say right now you're struggling in dating. I just talked about all these great ways in which we're struggling with dating. I'm providing all these resources because I know it's something we struggle with. I guarantee you, if you don't like yourself, or you don't have a good relationship with yourself, you're you know always at war with yourself, you're not going to like yourself any better when you're finally in that one relationship with another person. And in fact, it'll probably be even harder. Or let's say you get into a dream career. Like either, you know, you part of you might not get it because you feel like you're continuing to hold yourself back. You don't trust yourself. You're not confident with yourself. Or deep down, it's not really what you want, but you're people pleasing and you're trying to, you know, just say it's the thing that you want and telling yourself what it is, or maybe you get the job and then you realize you're just still not satisfied. You're still not happy. You think something's wrong with you when in fact it just comes down to what is your relationship with yourself. Focusing on the relationship you have with yourself means everything. And then running away from that relationship with ourself running away from approaching it, embracing it, being honest with ourselves, is what prevents us from living the life that we want. What do I mean by running away? When I, what I mean by running away really is anything that kind of distracts us or prevents us from diving deep into ourselves and being honest with ourselves or genuinely looking at our feelings, seeing how we are treating ourselves. So this can be anything as simple as just being busy, drowning out kind of the noise of yourself with other noise. So like music or podcasts or YouTube videos or social media, um, any sort of like 
behavior where you're like, I'm going to put my energy into this so I don't have to think about myself. I don't have to be alone with my thoughts. So it can range from anything from food to Netflix to things that are even more addictive, unfortunately, when it comes to drugs or pornography or anything that's serious like that. Any kind of behavior that eventually begins to become destructive or prevent us from living the life that we want, it tends to come from a place of we are running away because a lot of times we feel we need to run away. It's the only answer because we don't want to look at the bad things inside of us. We think that our self being open to that kind of relationship is there's like negativity there and there's ugly stuff there. There's gross stuff that we have to recognize, or we don't want to acknowledge um, maybe how mean we've been to ourselves, or maybe it could even be related to trauma. What we're talking about today, I'm not going to be diving into the trauma part of it. Cause one, I'm not no ex I'm really no expert in that. I mean, I see things in movies and television so I can give my opinion, but really what I am talking about when it comes to this, relationship with ourself and the act of running away is largely in part to the noise and distractions, the buffering, as I call it, um, as a coach, that prevents us from addressing our true feelings, that it prevents us from honestly knowing what it is that we want or what this relationship is with ourselves. Okay, so we tend to run away because we don't want to look at you know the ugly parts inside of us, or we don't want to recognize the truth because we're afraid of it or afraid of the consequences of necessarily embracing that truth. And so we run away. But that is under the assumption that you can't change that part of you, that the way that you see yourself is the thing that matters, not in fact, actually what is true. So I'm not going to go into the discussion also, because I don't know, of what is like inherent about yourself or not. Like what is just is or not. Like whether like you've always, you know, liked playing the piano <laughs> or whether that was a skill that you grew and you got or whether inherent to you is that you're just like generally a more kind person or a more outgoing person. I don't know. All of that, in my opinion, is a matter of choice. Now there might be some parts that are inherent to you, but one thing that is always your choice is how you choose to perceive yourself, perceive the truth that is about you. So deep down, you can be an amazing person, but still choose to perceive yourself as not, to not feel that way about yourself. So I know each and every one of you probably have a friend out there or used to, especially in high school, because it's just what happens is how we learn that there was probably a friend that you had that was just amazing, that they had so much good, so much potential, and yet they were always putting themselves down, always thinking that they were less than or shying away from that. Yet you knew deep down like, oh no, they're amazing. Yet they couldn't see it. And that is exactly what is also maybe happening inside of you. And if you think that this is just something that you should just know, that it should be something that you should just be able to figure out because it's you and you know yourself best, no. I also don't think that's true. I think plenty of people feel like they might know themselves, yet they still have negative, bad, toxic, however you want to describe it, relationships with themselves. And what's really funny is that we think we can run away from this or we could ignore it, yet this is the relationship that is with us for our entire lives. It's the only relationship that really matters because it's with us our entire lives, and it affects 
every other relationship, and yet we prioritize it the least. It's one that we kind of put lowest on the totem pole because, one, because sometimes we don't even recognize it is a relationship. Two, because we're, again, we like to run away from the things that are ugly and the truth, or we're embarrassed about it, or like we feel no need for it. We feel like we shouldn't need to prioritize this, that it should just work out. Um, sometimes we just get so you know concerned with other people and putting on that front that we put ourselves at the lowest, but that's when we get burnt out and we kind of give up and we have those breakdowns. And so today, let's just take ourselves on a first date. Taking you on a first date, helping yourself get to know yourself. Today, we are talking about how do you start kind of from the ground zero in establishing communication and building a relationship from the ground up when it comes to with yourself. Talk about the ways in which you can build it, how you can grow it, and continue to emphasize the point that this is, in fact, one of the greatest things that you can do for yourself, especially when it comes to getting the things that you want, when it comes to getting the life that you want, but also helping others around you. Because really, who benefits from you helping your own relationship is not you, but everyone else around you in the world. Okay, let's get comfortable. So you are on, we're going to say, a figurative first date with yourself. So get relaxed, get comfortable, or just listen and apply this when you get the chance as soon as you can. Because the best part about building a relationship with yourself, it can happen anytime, anywhere, and it can take as little time really as possible when it comes to building any relationship. It's like kind of like when you're a kid and you know you just go up to someone at the playground and say, can we be friends? It's like, boom, yeah. That's how it's going to work with yourself. We might need to do some work in you know, healing the relationship a little bit, and we'll talk about that. But I promise you, it's one of the easiest to foster, one of the easiest to grow, and it just takes a little bit of mental effort to do a great work. Okay, so the first thing in any good relationship, you have to get to know yourself. You have to get to know your self, separating the self in it, emphasizing self. And so I have some questions to ask yourself in order to help to get to know yourself. And the best thing that you can do in this case is to not edit anything out. You might be tempted to say, well, like, I know this isn't the way I should act, or, well, I don't really believe this, but I, this is the answer. With any of these questions, the first thing that comes to mind is the answer. There's no need to change anything on my account or your account because it's it's you. And so, and it doesn't help to hide it. Again, this is kind of part of the running away thing. So we're just going to be completely honest here. So the first questions deal a lot with our emotions. How do you handle rejection? How do you handle failure? How do you handle anger? How do you handle sadness, loneliness, boredom, frustration? And then you can also go with the positive emotions. How do you handle joy? How do you handle when someone compliments you? How do you handle pride or, um, you know, enjoying something? How do you handle having fun? How do you handle excitement and nervousness? All these things. How do you experience emotions? What is that experience like for you? And is that something that you like or is it not? Is it something that you want to be different? And then you can even ask yourself some just nice questions, deep down questions, personal desire questions. Self, if you could do one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? 
If you could travel to only one place in the world, what would that be? What's one food you've always wanted to try, but you've always like kept yourself from? What's one hobby that you've always said, ah, we're not good enough, but you kind of wanted to do? What is a childhood memory that you always love? Or what's a childhood memory that you're kind of ashamed of? Is there anything that we're ashamed of doing from our past? How do we actually feel about where our life is going? Do I love my life? Self, do I love my body? Do I love myself? Do I love me? Or am I just tolerating it? Or, am I just, or do I even dislike it? What is one thing that I wish I could be different if I knew it was possible to change? And, and you can keep on going with any of these kinds of questions, diving deep. We are trying to build a relationship with yourself. There are no wrong answers here in any of this. We are trying to just get curious. There's no need to shame for any of the answers either, what they currently are, because we can have them be different, but they can't be different when it comes to shaming them. The only way it's going to change is by being honest, being curious. And so just have this friendly conversation. Write it down in your journal. You can just even talk to yourself in the mirror if you want to. And also, this all doesn't have to happen at once. I gave you a whole host of questions. You have a lifetime to get to know yourself better. A lot of these things will seem inherent, but... I really want you to say them, speak them, or write them down, get them out, because when you see them and visualize them, you're like, oh, they become concrete, they become real, and then when they become real, you can then decide, is that what I like, or is that what I want to think about myself, or is there something different? Okay? So this is, again, just getting to know yourself, nothing more than establishing communication. The second thing that I really think is important with any relationship is starting on the right foot. And so if we've hurt ourself, which I guarantee as human beings, we have. That's just what we do. That, you know, part of our behavior is unfortunately to be kind of destructive. It's also just, you know, the law and nature of the universe to have half be chaos and destruction. So it's gonna happen. You're gonna hurt yourself. You're gonna have made a mistake that you blame yourself for, you shame yourself for. There's a heavy burden upon you, or you know, you're held up over a circumstance, a trial in your life, a way, a thing that you think it shouldn't be this way, like that you're single, or that you know, you have this disorder, or you have um, just something that's wrong with you, or your family is chaotic and terrible, or like uh, you have a negative relationship, or something that you can't let go of, a grudge. Any of these things affects your inner self. And so what I want you to do is visualize that inner self and communicate forgiveness to forgive yourself. One way I like to do this to help people kind of through this exercise is to visualize this person as your uh, as your younger version of yourself. So like for me it's like a 10-year-old version of myself where like I was just pure and innocent like just this little kid that is so cute and amazing and that I, I, you know, you just inherently love that little kid. And maybe that little kid is crying or he's hurt or, you know, and you're just trying to explain to him, hey, like, I love you. I'm sorry. Like, I'm apologizing to you for the things that we did. Like, I forgive you either for the things that you've done or just really just saying, like, I'm sorry a way of communicating to yourself, hey, I'm sorry, can you forgive me? Guess what? The self's going to forgive you. Maybe it will take some time, I don't know, but this is one way that's really good for me to visualize forgiving myself. And especially, you know, for those of you who are religious or believe in Jesus Christ and prayer, like 
that is something as well that can really help you forgive yourself. And I encourage you to explore that avenue for yourself. Forgiveness is sincerely something that can do wonders in your life. And it's often something that we run away from that we're not explicit and honest with ourselves about, yet more often than not is really the thing that we want to get to peace, to get to love, to get to everything that we really want for our lives. It's one reason why I'm especially excited for Easter this week, remembering, you know, for me, Jesus Christ and the forgiveness that he gives me reminds me that I can forgive myself, even if it's for, you know, something that I personally consider to be, you know, terrible or things that I've done in my past. I have grown immensely from forgiving myself, freed myself from so much, and because of it, have been able to actually change those things about myself. And and that's the third thing that I really want to emphasize with this act of self-love is that part of that is to commit to things that you really want to do, but the more natural part of you, your brain doesn't want to do. So like for me, like when I built a relationship with myself, I genuinely wanted to, you know, exercise and to become a healthier person. Um, This was about, I don't know, four years ago when I started my journey of exercise and subconsciously, I I didn't really do this explicitly as I'm going to explain here. I was able to kind of commit to myself and say, Hey, this is something that I know I want. And so I'm going to do it. And so then when my brain protested every morning, when I woke up, I don't know, at six in the morning and I was like, I have to go to the gym or it was cold outside or it was raining. And I was just saying, Oh, I don't want to do it. I knew because of the relationship I established with myself, this is really what I wanted to do. And so self-love isn't just like just being kind to yourself because sometimes the greatest way to be kind and compassionate to yourself is to stick to the goals that you know deep down you want, yet a part of you is just like, ugh, do we have to? Ugh, this is terrible. Ugh, I do not want to do this. That is natural. That is going to happen. And so you have to have this relationship with yourself in order to accomplish those hard goals that you have because that's you know where the discipline really is going to come from is from a place of self-love. I communicate to myself, hey, I love myself. This is what I'm going to do anyway. Hey, brain, I know like you don't want to do this, but I already made a promise. I made a promise and I keep those promises to myself because I love myself. Just another way that this relationship that you're establishing with yourself can do wonders for you. Fourth, I really want you to talk to yourself actually communicate to yourself. So maybe during the day, like, I don't know, sometimes I do this and it can seem weird and you don't have to do it, but I've, it's helped me to communicate to myself every day at night, right before I go to bed. Hey, I love you. Hey, you're looking amazing. Hey, you're smart. Hey, you're capable. Hey, tomorrow at work, we're going to do good. Like, Hey, I love you. Just no matter what. All of those have helped me immensely do things that I'd never thought I could do just on my own because I communicate to myself, I have my back even when I'm going to fail or even when I might fail, allowing myself to do hard and scary things. And because I'm able to do that, I take those risks and I get a greater reward from it. Sometimes it doesn't work, but I still communicate love and feel so much better in the end. That's the great thing about talking to yourself. Even just laughing to yourself when silly things happen or frustrating things happen, I laugh to myself. I think it's funny. I try to find humor in that. And that has relieved so much pressure 
on myself when it comes to dating or performing well in my career. Any kind of pressure that you feel can be relieved when you know that you have your own back and that comes from actually talking to yourself, actually looking at yourself in the mirror, seeing yourself or your worth and communicating love. And also finally, just as kind of like little like bonus, I would do something for yourself just for you, just because one time a week. Something that maybe you wouldn't normally do with other people, but you're like, I want to do it for myself. To me, I like to take myself to the movies once in a while, or I like to take myself to, hey, I've never been to this restaurant, or treat myself to a little thing like, hey, I like that shirt. I'm going to get that shirt. Now, of course, that might not fit in with your goals. Make a way that fits in with your goals, like budgeting or you know the time you're spending in your classes. But Show yourself that you value yourself, love yourself, show yourself that you mean something to yourself. And it doesn't have to be in, you know, these material ways. That's the way I've learned it, but it can also just be in complimenting yourself or reaching out to a friend because you enjoy those kinds of moments or, you know, exercising your creativity in a way that shows your true self. Any way that you are expressing your true self, your true feelings, everything about yourself or celebrating it, rewarding it, you know, highlighting it in your life, how important it is, that is going to make a difference in your life. In conclusion, to thrive in the modern world today requires great emotional strength, great emotional conviction, great emotional love, all coming from yourself. At this early stage of our life, we're kind of thrown all out on our own. Yes, we still have our family. Yes, we still have our friends, hopefully. We have amazing people to rely on, but it's the first time in our life that we really recognize that it is up to us only to get the life that we want. It is up to us to get certain goals in our life that we want. It is up to us to have our own back in the face of trial, in the face of failure, in the face of rejection, frustration, and all the other terrible things that do happen. Life certainly is hard. In fact, it is supposed to be that way to help us to grow. Especially, I believe, to grow this relationship with yourself. And if it's something that we neglect then we are prone, more prone, I think, to give up or to be dissuaded or to think things aren't working for ourselves, to find ourselves dissatisfied and unhappy with life. Deep down, I know there are amazing things that you desire for yourself, achievements, careers, majors, to you know the degree that you're getting, the person that you're dating, the family that you want to have, as well as you know the many milestones you want to create, the many like amazing things you want to do with your life. But at the end of the day, the real amazing thing that you can accomplish is creating this relationship with yourself because it allows you to enjoy all the rest. It allows you to be emotionally balanced. And when you are not emotionally balanced, to recover from that, to come back quicker. I promise you, this is one of the greatest gifts that you can give to yourself. And the best news in the world is that you can start today and it can be just as easy as saying, hey, I love you, or I like you. I mean, at least I'm beginning to tolerate you. Like, I can learn to love you. Yes, maybe right now I don't love the way that I look or the way that I speak, or I think I'm embarrassing, or I, I believe people don't like me, or like that I'm not, gonna, I'm not dateable, or like not lovable. I'm not going to get the things that I want. All those thoughts about yourself. 
while they may feel true now, they don't have to be. And it begins with doing these very things I talked about in establishing a relationship with yourself. Okay, my friends, I promise you this can in, like change your life. I promise it's changed mine. I will never go back on how I talk to myself and communicate to myself. It has made things so much better. And I love myself genuinely. And I've forgiven myself over and over and over again. And I promise you that reality can be the same for you. Okay. Love you guys. Take care. Good luck out there. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard today, please leave your review, share with a friend, and don't forget to follow me on my Instagram at Caleb, the college coach for more content that'll inspire you. And if you want to apply the very tools that I talk about directly to your life with a personal touch, sign up for your free 30 minute coaching call with me. Remember you are good. You are capable and you can have the very life you want. Good luck out there in the real world.